The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey, everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms. We're talking dairy. We're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable and what does it mean when they're using pesticides and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. Morning, everybody. Welcome to my Talk 1071's Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. Do we have to start out by saying Marconi Award winning my Talk 1071? We're kind of a big deal. Boop, boop. I mean, my God. What is it? I mean, like, let's break it down quickly. Is this mean like we're the best in the universe? Is that what that means? It does kind of. It's like the Academy Awards of food. It would be like the James Beard Awards, but for radio. Yeah. And I love... Let's call it better than the James Beard Awards. (laughs) Well, true. Yeah. Um... It is. It's interesting it's that the Oscars the, of radio is that what yeah. it is? And it is interesting that the station won because they normally are voted in the news talk category, which puts them against like WGN oh, and like these right. heritage stations. Wait, is this across the country? Or is this across? Is this just the state or what is? No, it? across the country. Oh, what? And they were in the category of large market radio station. So. All the heritage radio stations around the country, KS95 wins that award a lot because it's such a strong, powerful station that yeah. has such brand identity and has for years. Yeah. But my talk was an experiment. Right. You true. know, like women's talk or talk for women on a on a FM signal. So from that regard, it's pretty amazing and pretty unique. The Star Tribune, Neil Justin was kind of funny. He called it the Lori and Julia station, Shut up. which I'm sure did which not please love, everyone else because they're right. all very competitive. Right. No, when we love them all, but we kind of love Lori and Julia. Well, you know, lot. they were the ninth. They've been doing it 19 years at one station. Think about that. That's Just, that's that's a you don't that's get a, an opportunity. That's like a that. major thing to hang on a wall. Yeah. That you've been doing it that long. Yeah. That's so, amazing. It's fun. The so props to all the people. Yes. And all the backstage people, too. Like Amy Daniels, you know, we call her B. Arthur and we're mean to her, but <laughs> really she has stayed with the vision and Sonia Ungerman who leads sales and uh, Brooke and Jess and promotions. And I mean, it is 
uh, Rocco, the imaging, like what he's brought to the station has been tremendous. So yeah. Just so many people. Great. Oh, and Dan Seaman. And Dan Seaman. See, Ooh. this is it. I was going to say, if you name names, then it's you're always going to forget one. I know. One. <laughs> I am going to forget someone. We should acknowledge Ginny. You know, I can remember. So I have worked here on and off for like over 20 years, really. Yeah, I know. You've been here for a while. And, you know, she was the daughter of the Hubbard family. Mm-hmm. They had high hopes for the boys. And I don't know. I think it's fair to say that daughters are sometimes also rands and those Kind of families. Maybe. And uh, here Ginny is sitting on top of one of the largest radio groups, has taken a lot of chances. I can remember her, you know, working in promotions. Right. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's really exceptional for her to be able to bring that uh, home for her family, too. Well, congratulations, everybody. And, and thank you, listeners, for listening. Yeah. Honestly, for being a part of it and taking the journey with us. You know, it's uh, it's every week we come to the to the microphones. It's a little different. Yeah, <laughs> we had a little argument last week, which I'm not <laughs> proud of, and I have apologized, and I'm sorry you guys had to listen to it. But and we're good, and we can you know how it goes. You know what, sisters? That's what we do. We just I know we patch it up and we keep oof, going. It's embarrassing. It's good. Uh, can we talk about a few just dribs and drabsy things? Sure, let's start it off. I had, um, by the way, I did. I left my house at like to go to TV yesterday morning at like what? I leave my house at like nine, I think, and I didn't come home until eleven thirty. Like I just oh, did not. I was just out. I saw you out. Yeah, and I was out on your Insta. Yeah, because um, we're gonna talk about a couple things. I think. Yeah, official official goodbye. I guess as it were to Chef Jack Rabel's tenure at the Lexington. Yes, official retirement, as it were. He is in hospice and. He's doing well, but um, I think it was time for him to focus on his family. So the lead position has been transferred to Nick O'Leary, who Mm -hmm. has been leading Burger Dive. His history was at Burrow. He's he's done a good job. And I think I loved what he said in the press release about it. And I'm trying to think of the exact wording. It was something like that he was proud to lead the Lexington into the future in the house that Jack built. Yeah. And it kind of choked me up a lot. Yep. Yep. It really, truly is. And I'm, and I'm glad that it's, you know, that it's all still sort of in the family. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. cause O'Leary was, you know, has been with they them already for a while. From so within. Yep. so they, he knows, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of nice to know that. So he's um, culinary director now. Yeah. So that which is great. Lead the charge. We do have one dinner left November 30th and there are still tickets for it. I think it could be the best one. Because it's going to be V-Cray, Redhead Creamery, um, <clears throat> Isidore Nuts, and there's one other person who... Oh, R&R Cultivation with the mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. So I think it will be Nick's first dinner because Antonio has uh, aged out, so he's moved on. So that'll be, I think, really interesting to see what Nick does. I think the purveyors are great. So you can find tickets at thelexmn.com. Perfect. And then we'll take a break until... See where that goes. I don't See know where that goes. Maybe you keep going. Who I don't knows? know. Yeah. Um, so Did I, sell sell out, Stephanie? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't either. I don't know why everyone is so jumping on Tattersall for this. They made Arby's why? potato vodka. Or they're, uh, yeah, they're in the process of or whatever. Uh, I don't crispy know. Crispy fries. Crispy fry vodka. And which is a gimmick and it's a shtick. And why get so angry about that? I don't like, know. If Gavin Kaysen can do cheeseburgers at 10 o'clock at night, why can't or ramen? Our, yeah. And, yes. And if like, you know, David Chang, one of our, you know, like vaunted chefs can like make fried chicken, you know, as his like or eat Domino's pizza and admit that he loves it. Why can't 
There would just be some Arby's I agree. I was like, why is this such a flap? I mean, I think Cattersall is a business. It's a business opportunity. Good for them. It's funny. I would love a bottle. I do not want a bottle. (laughs) Yes, you do. You would totally drink it if I brought it in. I really don't know if I would. Not only because of, I mean, I try it for sure. But the whole vodka thing is like fine. But then like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't care. I mean, I would, I would for sure try it. For sure. It sounded good. It didn't. That's the thing is it didn't sound good, but I loved the shtick of it. Like yeah, I thought I it was too. funny. And I thought, and it was weird to me when people were like angry. I thought so I too. thought that was very strange. Like of all the things to get angry, angry about, about in the world, Tattersall <laughs> taking a business opportunity to make what? More vodka. I know. I know. I don't know. But that's also, you know, I don't know if Tattersall's ever going to be able to like because people were like, what, the union busting place? And like, they didn't bust the union. They have a union. They like, yes, yeah. like it's there, you know? So, and to be fair, it was, it is a really, or was and is continuing to be a really fraught time for labor unions and for employee employer relations. And that's part of the journey, right? right. And they respected what their folks did. They had yeah. a vote and they're doing it. So, tough i know well and it's just it's so funny to me how it's like we i don't know i don't know i think that you know tattersall is i know those guys i think they're good guys me too and i think that they good they put out really great product across the board so if they decide to do a french fry curly fry vodka they're gonna make it good fine yeah me how too. funny it's fine so i'm fine with that i totally am did, um, did you go to the get down i did i popped into the get down uh coffee co up in uh camden town and it's Houston White's new project, and it's going to officially open on Black Friday, um, right after the Thanksgiving holiday. But I got to tell you, it is. And I walked in. I don't know if you saw my video, but literally, I pulled in and I parked. All of a sudden, this giant Escalade comes like pulling up right beside me, and Coach Walls like walks out. And I was like, oh. I'm never going to get in, in Governor Walls. Yeah, Coach <laughs> Governor Walls. And he walks in and I was like, oh, man. So I walked in behind him and like they'd already set up for the press conference. And so I'm like in the background of the press conference, like on the other side of it, you know, kind of a thing. And and I just kind of sat there and just let him let them talk. And they did some beautiful words and great support. Um, but it's a really cool project. And I'm very excited for the entire the entirety of this Camden Town you know, idea, and it's across the street from North Market, which you know is already great. Yep. And it's the barbershop. It's a coffee place. And it's like apartments above for, you know, young black executives who are coming, you know, who are moving into town. It's like there's so many cool visional, you know, visionary pieces of this that it's not just coffee, but it starts with coffee. I had a great conversation with him that I recorded for Makers of Minnesota with Haley Matthews Jones, his COO. And it won't come out till December 8th because I already had some things in the can. But he, he is a really creative, a inspiring dude. And it was funny. I was telling him about, and I think I told you about this, how when I went to Detroit and I went to the Motown uh, Sound is like this little house. And they haven't made it like this gigantic ode to music and all the things that obviously Motown started. And you have to wonder, is that because it was based in African-American roots and culture. We're just starting to build museums. And Mm -hmm. I brought that up and he was like, yeah, he goes, this is, I think, he goes, I think this is our Motown. Like, this is the start. Camden Town. Yeah. And I thought that was a really cool way to um, think about it. I think I do too. And I love some of the stuff he said, you know, they gave a couple, you know, speeches about things. And it was like, really, honestly, the idea that 
I mean, cultural collision is a big piece of his bringing people, saying who you are, but bringing people together. And then, like, establishing Camden Town as this piece of North that can be inspirational and be aspirational to the community. And so that people can come in and, like, young boys can see, you know, him running his shop and his barbershop and all the, you know, all these things and feeling like they can do that, too. He made a comment about that. He said, um, philanthropy is great, but if you don't have entrepreneurs. Yep. And, I mean, that's why I love doing Makers in Minnesota. All of our main streets, whether they breed fancy apartments and restaurant buildings and all of that. It starts with people that are makers on the ground. Yeah. So I thought that was neat. I agree. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We are going to talk about, I need to workshop the hostess gift with all y'all. We need to talk about what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. We're going to talk through that. Um, We're also going to talk, uh, ooh, we're going to have rules about meat and cheese boards. I got a meat and cheese board tech. Excellent. Okay, stay tuned, you guys. We've got a lot of good show coming up. We'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish brought to you by Knob Creek. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this Saturday. Um, my weather report is that it's just gray outside. Here's <laughs> did you I'm have in snow in your we yard? We did, up in did Ely. Too. Couple oh. things. I was up in Ely. I left after the show on Monday. And first of all, I drove up to the lake, and it was like 40, which was warm up there for the time of year. Yeah. And there was arugula and kale in my I, garden. I saw that. So I picked all that. Yeah. Then the next day, it was snowy and cold. Uh, so, yeah, it did snow up there. Okay, but I I mean, I woke up to snow on my porch today as well. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of funny. I wasn't expecting it, which is fine. It's good. I'm ready. I'm ready. Anytime after Halloween, I feel like I'm fine with it. Yeah, for sure. And I might go see like four movies today. That's where I'm sitting with. (laughs) Like, I just want to go sit in a movie theater and just watch. I get it. So I've just been working on cookbook stuff and cooking. And I was like, what would be a good getaway? Movies might be the good thing. It's it. I did watch Dune. You did? Loved. Okay. And I, it's a slow burn, right? Because yeah, I didn't no. follow the book. So, but, and you got to stay with it because it's two and a half hours of atmosphere. But I like it. It's a lot it. of atmosphere, but it's very pretty. And so is Timothée Chalamet. Oh, he sure so is. So pretty. Just cute. So pretty. Anyway, so here's the deal, you guys. I wanted to workshop the idea of a hostess gift. And I wanted to talk to you about it because we're coming into uh, entertaining season. And I'm thinking about it on both sides of the of the uh, the door, really. You know, one, what do you want as a hostess, you know, as you're like having people over? And two, what do you feel like? What do people bring? And like, what should we bring? And I think besides your rapid COVID, this is yes, right. Everybody and your face masks and then like do this at the door. Should I do you want to? Should I? Am I? Are we weird to even? I, it's such a dichotomy. Like you read the paper and it's like everyone's dying of COVID and it's moving north. And yet, you know, here we are. I so know. just get your shots, people. I know. Just get them. Your boosters. Yeah. Anything. Just anything. Get something. More vax. Yeah. Um, but I do. Uh, I, I think because we haven't done the gathering thing, I think more people are, even if it's a small group, you know, of known friends and everything. I feel like there's more. I have like, a calendar full of stuff. I was going to ask you, is your calendar already booked? I'm, But it's all stuff I'm hosting. Like, it's okay. all in-home things. It's not holiday parties. It's, I'm going to one concert. I have a cookbook thing at my house. I have a book club. Like, I have a lot of little, like, 12 to 14 person parties. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, I think that that's what it is. And I think, you know, I was at a little gathering last night and I thought, and that was an on the fly thing. So I wasn't like I was bringing, I did bring pie though, because I had pie, but, but but, you left a lot. (laughs) I wish I could have sent you a picture. Were you there? 
I was there right after you. Oh. And there was like honey and rye, monkey bread on yeah. the counter yeah. and some pies. From Fox 9 yesterday. Yeah. And it was like in the commissary part where they leave all the food. Yeah. Bub's Aussie pies were there. Did yeah. you bring those too? No, no. They came before me. They were on oh, the show before me. I mean, there was just loads of food and people were just harvesting. Yeah. It was the harvest feast. No, it was great. But so this is the thing. Like, what do you bring? Like, and this is the idea of like when you show up at someone's house, I still feel like, especially now, you want to contribute something, right? And so I was asking, I did put it on the Facebook, you guys, if we could workshop this. And some people say, love, and I said, do you want to someone to bring you a wine? Do you want them to show up with a surprise dessert? And like, what's the worst thing? I want to know what's the worst thing to get as like, oh, here, I had kind of this play out last weekend Yeah, because Ellie brought flowers to Dolores's house when we had a Sunday dinner and it was her birthday. Yeah. And I watched her hand them to her and like this whole dance of, oh, I already have flowers on the table. You've brought me flowers. They're lovely. Now I have to like break and get the vase and go find a vase yes, and, and do and a thing. It, and then like what's going to fit. And we always talk about like Arks Value Village and like getting vases and serving dishes there. Yeah. So that when you bring something, it's a complete thing. Yeah. Not something the hostess has to do. Has with. to do. That is a huge piece of this. Yeah. Because I Ellie just like stuck these flowers in this crappy vase. And I was like, well, no, let's cut them and arrange them and make it nice for her. Yeah. So we kind of laughed about that. It's true. And I remember somebody came to my house and they brought me gladiolas, like the tallest, biggest, <laughs> most awkward flower that you could possibly bring. Which I like, do love, but you got to have the stems. right base. And then, yeah, it's like, well, anything, I took me a half hour. I was like, well, that just tipped that over. Yep. Like, okay, nope, that's not it. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, I don't really have anywhere to put it in this room right now because they're a massive sure. statement. And I was like, there's actually no room. So I'm like, I'll put these upstairs, which is so also sort of like sad, you know? I'm going to get nitpicky on another thing, too, as okay. long as we've opened this topic. Let's just open it up. People bring wines, okay? I don't want to be the wine snob here, but I know when you're bringing me your dusty bottle of wine that you've had on the shelf that's for me. 15 years. Yep. And that's fine if you really think I'm going to enjoy it or it's going to be somehow bringing light to my day. Yes. But if you're just moving it from your crappy, dusty shelf to go on my crappy, dusty sh- shelf, please yeah. don't. Yeah. No, the the hard part is like if you're not a Chardonnay drinker and someone brings Chardonnay to your house and then it's in your fridge, I think it's fine to bring it to someone who you know likes Chardonnay. Sure. Like that to me is a perfect People transfer of ownership. bubbles. <laughs> never going to oh, turn them down. I have that LaMarca Prosecco in my fridge from when I moved in because I don't, I don't like that one. And it's like... I re- you can gift that to me okay. at some point. I or bring get, it to cookie party. Because th- that's a good idea. Yeah. Because then and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I need to wait to give it to somebody who will appreciate it. And I know who will like it because it's just going to sit there. I'm never going to open it. That's a great bubble to add things to, too. It is. And that's what I've, I kind of have been saying. Like, well, if people come over, maybe I'll make an entry cocktail yeah. with it. And so I've been sitting with it, but I'm never just going to pop that and drink that. Now, here's the other question. If you bring a wine to a party, do you expect to drink that wine? People, or do you not? You're not supposed to. But I, I think people do. And I it's do. awkward. It's like it's the so flower hard. thing. Because you're like, oh, yeah, okay. I really want to drink this. So here's my, yeah. If you really want to drink that wine, get two bottles. Put one in your car. Bring one in. Because I did that the other day, not too long ago, at a friend's house. I was coming and I, I grabbed a bottle of rosé and I was like, this looks like a great rosé. I was so excited for it. And I got there and there was like 10 rosés already. And I was like, damn it, 
we're not going to open this one, are we? <laughs> and, and I thought about it. I was like, I should have just bought my own version of it. Why didn't I, ju- why didn't I just do that? Right. So here's another trick yeah. that I've done. Or just open it. <laughs> you open it and you bring it opened and you just say, oh, I had a, a pregame before I arrived. So then it's not really then a you gift, put, though, no, right? It doesn't, but then that you feels can drink a little, it because it's open. Right. There's a little, or I would just say, hey, I, I've also been very honest and been like, just, hey, let's try this. Do you guys mind if we try this? <laughs> but that might be offensive. And I'm, so I'm really trying hard not to. Now, what about, here's the hard, this is a very controversial uh, question Don Mo brought up. I typically give a Bath and Body Works three wick candle. I buy a lot on ha- at half price. What about a candle? Because it's if it's a smelly candle and it sits in the room, you know, then it might be like, I don't want to be that person like, oh, my God. Oh, it's too much fragrance. If it's a times limited pine candle, <laughs> I'm fine. If it's an Alora candle, I'm fine. How about if hand soap? Yeah. Who, yeah. But I like who hand uses soap. hand soap anymore? Everybody uses pump soap. Well, but I mean, hand soap. That's yeah. I think what it is. Yeah. All right. Anyway, it's so we're going to keep workshopping this, you guys. If what about a dish towel that someone's hand embroidered? We got those at the cookbook I love and that. they were amazing. I'll take all your dish towels. I know. All Let's them. make dish towels be our thing. Every tea towel I'll take. All right, you guys, it's on the Facebook. Keep working on this. We'll be right back. Hello, Weekly Dishers. Spring is sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka Salmon Share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. All right. Mr. Joe Jonas, there was a lot of pop culture news. First of all, did you see any pictures of the Getty wedding? No. The granddaughter of Mr. Getty from the Getty Museum. That's all I know is they're Gettys. They're these rich Los Angeles people. Ivy was her name. There was a hundred picture spread in Vogue that I, if you're at all interested in. That might be a good, like. Glamorous. Mind candy. I like mean, a little mind candy moment. And you can maybe all? say it was gratuitous, but yeah. I was all here for it. It was awesome. Then at Paris Hilton's wedding, I mean, the pictures, the parties, the glory was like. Did that happen already? It's happening this weekend. She's already gotten married, but the parties are happening this weekend. They rented out the Santa Monica Pier. Oh, like, yeah. come on. And the Getty wedding, they started their night with a 60s dance party where everyone had like the go-go boots and the hair and I'm it in. just, it all looked so glorious. And then Britney Spears got freed from her conservatorship. I so. did see that. I was very, very, I was very, very about that. I loved it. Yeah. Big pop culture weekend in that regard. Um, so one of the things I had never done in all the entertaining I do, what I really usually do is cheese. I like cheese. 
<laughs> but I'm not like you, Cheese, okay? You're not? No. Are like, we? Do I really not understand that? Like, I like it. I love the Rush Creek Reserve. I love yeah. a good uh, Tom Vert. I like goat cheese. Like, I like cheese. You do. You but do. I am not like you where, like, I would forego all other courses of the meal if there was a delicious cheese platter. My family is, however. Yeah, I, I just to let you know, like, so many people sent me lovely flowers over this week and through all my tough stuff. And my thing was, like, my friend, Dr. Pepper, sent me meat and cheese. Like, the yeah. girl was like, I know what you need, girl. And she sent me an entire Zingerman thing of meat and cheese. Yeah. I was like, so, thank you. Oh, well, and then I made you a cheese board I know, today. That's, just I, but like, I was like, that's it. That's, like, the people who, you know, it's love. Cheese. Love. So... I had never, like, you know, you see the fancy boards and there's a lot of people that do them. The board loon does a great job. But I was like, you know what? I'm I'm having a lot of people over this season. I'm going to figure out how to do my own cheese board. So I started researching it. Wait, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Do you think that most people do their own cheese boards or do you think that most people go and have someone do it for them? I think they go and have it done for them or they buy them. Okay. And I just was like, I, can I don't do think this. I've ever bought one. Like, I've never, ever bought one composed for me. I should say, too, when we went to our friend Heather Manley's house, who we brought her up twice in this show so far. Oh, my gosh. She's like the queen of entertaining. Yeah. And she has these beautiful boards that she does. But so. she just does it. And I think if you have, like, a cheese, like, if you have a heart made of cheese like we do, then I think you I think you can't have someone make it for you in a way because you are very specific about what you want yeah. there. But like I think I now I'm understanding, right? Like a little bit like maybe if you don't know where to go, you buy a board. You and you kind of be like someone else make this for me because there's tons of businesses that are doing it. Yes. But and so okay, I, go ahead. What are your rules? Well, I saw Heather's boards and I was like, "Okay, these are gl- glorious yeah. and I can do this yes. and I have a lot of opportunity to do it this season." So, your first thing you do is you pick your board, right? Yes. You can use like wood boards you can use marble like people have all different kinds you can even use like a sheet pan yes and you can put like those fake um leaves down or you could put parchment paper down and make it look kind of rustic i used a pizza peel and then i have a really nice cheese board that is um from wisconsin that my mom's great-grandmother had so the key though is you get your anchors of the board yeah so you need a soft cheese you need a hard cheese. You need an, we'll call it the everyman's cheese. Yep. And then maybe something that is, that can either be squares or slices. Okay. okay. So okay. that makes sense. Whatever to me. that is. Yep. So you put your anchors down, your three or four, however big your board is. You can even do two pieces of your big cheese. Yeah. Then you start with the smaller cheeses around it. So you build around those big pieces of cheese with the flats. We'll okay. call them, okay? The slice. Okay. The slices. The uh, tip two is to buy them all pre-sliced. Okay. And then if you want to just cut them into quarters, you can, or you can buy even now they have them all quartered. I cut, bought everything cut. And I, I will say if you are looking for like, if you're going for those finer cheeses that wouldn't come sliced, if you're going to like a market like France 44, they will slice it for you. Okay. Like you just say, hey, can I get that into slices? Yeah. And you got, you can think about like texture, like some types of slicing is going to maybe give you triangles that you can stand up and you can think about height shapes. Yep. That's important. So you've got your anchors now and you've got some things built around the anchors. Then you put your jars, jars, dishware, anything that you're going to serve things in. So I had pickles, I had pepperoncini, you can have honey, you can have jam. 
the riffs uh riff riffs in minneapolis makes these pickled cranberries that are excellent i put some of those in your box okay you can have oil cured olives like all of those little bits and bites yeah the little surprises as it were whatever you need in a jar then you have your breads and your breads should be the rounds the flats the the long breadsticks you can stand up in jars like thinking again about height and so now your board's getting pretty full but there's still holes and in the holes you put your fruits mm-hmm. your dried apricots your uh you can put olives to your marcona almonds the things that fill in those holes and then no matter what a really pretty cheese board should have flowers leaves herbs something that Pickles. like just feels different you yes. know like oh this looks like somebody spent time on it and made it a little fancier yeah so i made cheese boards and it was fun. It was great. I loved it. I can't, I'm going to make like another one today because I now have all the stuff and my family's coming over because my stepmom's in town. And I'm like, oh, I'll make a cheese board. And I know the kids like cheese. Yeah. So I bought kid. I also, I bought some fancy cheeses, but I also, my family's from Wisconsin. Like they are just going to want a port wine tub. Sure. And some cheese. Um. Yes. Orange cheese. Yeah. I please. think like the cheese board is the, I mean, I don't think I've. I mean, I don't know if I've ever had a gathering where I haven't had a cheese board out. You I know think what I, mean? I forgot to say the meats, too. Yes. You have to have a few little cured salamis and stuff. Yeah. And, and like, just go ahead and take those, you know, and slice them up, those big red table, those hard salamis and stuff. I did that. Yeah. Um, and then you can make cigar fingers out of the slices of salami yeah. where you roll them. Yeah. Or little mounds of, I made little mounds of turkey. I think there's some turkey in there. I'm a big like fan of ripping up the prosciutto and kind of making it like a pile of ribbons yes. almost. And just yes. sort of letting that be like a rough pull so that you people can pull little bits of it. Also, I don't know if you do this or not, but like I always put my crackers on the side. I don't put my crackers on my board. I put those in a separate like uh, basket because I separate them between gluten-free and regular. That's pretty nice. Yeah. There is some te- technique to, to, and yours might have gotten a little, because I put the pickles in there, because I know you like pickles, I but pickles. there's the wet things and the dry things too. So it, at Manley's house, she had like kind of, I'll call it a wet board yeah. that had kind of more of the wet things. Yeah. And then she had like more of a dry board. Yeah. So if you have two boards, you can kind of do it that way. I'll, you know, and I will say that I think that the the key to a successful cheese board is honestly don't sweat your beauty too hard because it's the minute someone touches it, like the minute we're all enjoying it, it's going to get all mookity. And you want people to reach yeah, in. Yeah, you, take you don't the want cheese. to be architecturally perfect. You want it to be welcoming and you want it to be accessible. And so that's also where, like, if you have a cutting cheese, a cheese that needs to be cut or scooped, you need to leave room around it. Right. That's one of my pet peeves when people jam it up to make it pretty. I'm like, but I can't. The minute I cut this, I got to, like, I got to move your stuff over and then it gets weird. Also, like, in your case here, and I know that's because it's traveling, but if you're going to have a fresh goat cheese and you're going to put a berry on top of it, do not do that until the very last second. Because it bleeds. Because it bleeds out. And then it just looks a little bit weirdly runny. But... But otherwise, you know what I mean? Like kind of. And the best thing is, remember, for me, your cheeses should be room temp. They really shouldn't be cold because the flavor comes and really blooms in that room temp. I can't tell you, like every time we have dinner at my mother-in-law's, she has the cheese course. She's kind of likes the French thing. Yeah. It's always the last thing that goes out on the table. We usually have that instead of dessert. And it's great for me because I don't really eat that much of it. But my daughter and my husband just like oh they could eat like a whole square of blue cheese yeah 100 percent. like i would i know we've all said i've said this a million (laughs) times i just would rather have that than chocolate like a cake i would rather have like 
a really great blue cheese. So I'm entertaining this afternoon. There's probably like, I think, 14 people coming. And I'm just going to have some cheeses and the cheese board. I made a, a overnight roast, which is a thing my grandma used to do for sandwiches. Yeah. And then I'm just going to make a little salad and that's it. And some chips. So I've been told by uh, my son that he is doing a cheese ball for Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. Yeah. Joey's bringing up a cheese ball, he and Ryan. And so I was like, are they going to do like the orange cheese ball? I don't ball, know. The white cheese I ball? I think they're going super retro. I don't know. But he's like, this is more about, he goes, this is for the time when we're going to be snacky, when we're making, when we're cooking. Like we have a couple different levels of like, I know. And your snackage. snacking can go a long time. <laughs> I know. My snacking starts, we start at like, we start at like 11 a.m., you know, and like I usually do bagels and stuff in the morning and then. And then we snack while we're cooking because we are also drinking while we're cooking. Yeah. And so you have to be fortified. And I was like, a cheese ball. I'm down for that. I wonder how you make an orange cheese ball. I don't know. Because I think because like, you have to like you blend shape it. All. it. Uh-huh. Yeah, you have to. And, and I mean, Roll let's be clear. Nuts. Ryan works at craft. So <laughs> he does. <laughs> how did I not know this until just now? The cheese, the cheese relationship goes deep in my family. Ryan that is works at really craft. funny. And uh, so yeah, he's gonna so, yeah. know how so to make a be cheese set. ball. Yeah, I know. So that's oh, pretty good. I love it. It's all good. It's well, all good. if you're interested in looking, at, I put a couple pictures of Heather Manley's beautiful cheese board. Oh, did you? I had to send her. I was like, I'm writing a blog post, but I'm but using I, your content. I, I, it's my. It's I took the picture, but it's your boards. Can I use these? Yes. And she was like, Of course you can. Oh god. Because I told you I took like 50 pictures at her house, yeah, and then did. I was too weirded out to post any of them. Like, here's my friend's house I covet, and her life that I covet. So there's that. There's that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that is the cheese board tech. Uh, I did a whole write up on it. You can find that at stephaniesdish.com. We'll be right back with the Ask Stephanie. 651-641-1071 if you want to give us a call. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. And it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, which means you can go ahead and give us a call at 651-641-1071. You can send us a little note. I love Michelle. She always weighs in. She says, cheese talk makes me so happy. <laughs> and I love Michelle. Cheese. Cheese. Uh, okay, we do have a lot of callers on, Good. so let's get right to it. Let's get to Jill first. Jill, you have a question, I think, about a Thanksgiving restaurant? or Yes, I'm, yes we are looking for a recommendation for a restaurant that's open on Thanksgiving. We live in um, Minneapolis, kind of by Lake Harriet, so pretty flexible as far as where we go. Okay, well, I have a couple for you that I know for sure. Um, I know that Tullaby is open. And that's at the Hewing, and they're oh. doing a dine-in meal, and you can choose to either go vegan or you can go classic. It's sixty-eight bucks for adults, twenty-five for kids. Wine pairings are kind of optional, but I'm kind of excited that they're doing like sweet potato gnocchi. They've got smoked turkey legs, a green bean hot dish, and all that kind of fun stuff. I I really feel like that restaurant has a like has a good vibe to it with that chef. And that's kind of a fun, it's a beautiful space too, you know? Yeah. He's a newer chef there too. Niall Flynn, yeah. And then Manello also is doing a dine-in space. Yeah, you know, they're doing a a three-course dinner for 65. um, And they've got, you can choose either turkey or ribeye. So they're doing like individual if you want to go that route. Yeah, where's that? That one, Manello, is in the Hotel Ivy. And, oh, and it's kind of beautiful too. And they have great cocktails and great wine things there. Um, but so, and I love the fact that like you could do a whole turkey dinner, but like your spouse could do a ribeye sort of situation. And then, you know, like Telebeat's going to be family style, but there's something to say about, you know, that kind of like having it on your, having your own way. Um, oh. 
And then in St. Paula, kind of ish, Holman's Table. I don't know if you've been there or not, but that's kind of mm-hmm. a lovely space. You've been there, Hanson, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's great. And they're doing, um, they have a classic turkey dinner, or you can do bucatini if you want to go something vegetarian and new. But they've got mushroom toast, sweet potato bisque, and that's going to be like 40 bucks per adult and 15 per kid. I would highly recommend that. It's a really beautiful space, and it's very intimate and sweet. Where is that one located? That one's Holman's Table. It's on Holman Field at the St. Paul Airport, so you can watch the planes coming in. It's kind of a really cool spot. Yeah. Very fun. Thank you, guys. You bet. Anytime. Thanks for calling. All right. We have uh, Sarah on the line. Sarah, you have a birthday celebration you want to talk about. Oh, Sarah, you there? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Wonderful. First, I want to tell you, I admire you both for all you do for the local community. You're amazing. Oh, that's very nice. sweet. Thank you. We, we love you. Um, so, two, I have two things. Uh, I have a comment on your um, hostess gift, but first, I want to know, um, there are a group of us who are in our 50s, yep. and so, um, going to a nice restaurant, we always want to make sure that we can hear each other, because there are eight <laughs> of us, and you know, <laughs> I think you can both appreciate that. Yes. We were at Valdemar most recently, and it's lovely, and I love the food. But I think once you go beyond four people, we couldn't hear each other, you know? And so then you feel like an old lady and you're not really enjoying your meal. No, that's so true. Um, Okay, so eight people is what you're thinking? Yep, for festive birthday fun. Okay, Nicollet Island Inn. Oh. It's old, so the sound is really absorbed. They've got lots of little rooms. They're open a lot because they're a hotel, so they're open for lunches. They're open for dinners, for brunches. So Nicollet Island Inn, it's beautiful. You can take a walk down on the St. Anthony Main cobblestone there and take a walk and then gather. And I was going to say, you know, the funny thing is, I know we've already talked about them, but the Lexington, like gathering in the Williamsburg room where you can sort of sit in like loungy area, but you can get the full menu. Like you can still eat all the good things or, you know, you can get all your good foods, but you can still sort of like you get to be a little bit closer to each other and and it's kind of cozier. They have a big round table in the back that's perfect for eight. Totally. Wonderful. Yes. Yep. I haven't been to the Nicollet Island Inn since my parents took us there when I turned 40. See? Yeah, really. do that. It's and then just report fun. back. Okay, we'll let you know. And then regarding your hostess gifts, I'm so glad you started talking about that. Here's what I do, and I'm, you know, falling in the same vein. I like to support local, but I buy um, these packages of lovely little cards. Oh. And there's a local artist, uh, Stand With Heart, standwithheart.com. Okay. And I, she puts a beautiful bowl around them. It's a package of like six or eight. And I bring cards, and she also has really pretty journals and other things. That is a great idea. I love that idea. Something paper that has nothing to do with food and the meal. Exactly. And then they can just set it on the counter and come back to it. And I've had so many friends say, oh, my gosh, where did you get these? I love them. So, anyway, just a little tip, standwithheart.com. And her backstory is amazing, too. Okay. Okay. I'm going to link it. Thank you, Sarah. You're the best. Okay. You, too. Take care. Love you. Bye. Okay, we also have Beth on the line. Beth wants to talk about my favorite topic, which is fancy butter. Oh, yes. Oh, I caught you. I caught you. Sorry. First, I have to just quickly say with your cheese board, I had a weird COVID flashback. Oh. Uh, Last year between Thanksgiving and Christmas, because I couldn't see people. Yeah. Every Saturday, instead of building a gingerbread house, I built a charcuterie house. Yes. And then I went and delivered them, one each week to different <laughs> relatives. So I was like, wow, that's what I was doing last year. That's <laughs> what you were doing, I right? I support this endeavor. This is good stuff. Yeah. So 
So this morning I am making, for our feast day, we make lefse in the morning. We oh. also have a, a Bloody Mary bar going, so yes. we need food. I support all and this. So I'm mixing up a couple of uh, quick breads, uh, cranberry orange and molasses. And they call for nuts, but I can't put nuts in because you got family members like, oh, I can't have baked goods with nuts. Right. Um, so I'm thinking then could I do a butter with nuts, or is that weird because it wouldn't spread right? Like, you know, I've done herbal butters, but would yeah, the, the compound butters. Work? I yeah. think you could get away with it. I really do. I if don't that see- Norwegian butter. You certainly could because yeah. it, it almost tasted like cheese. It's so rich. The oh. cultured stuff. Yeah, I would. That Roros yeah. is really mm-hmm. good. Um, but even just like a, a Kerrygold or like a Lurpak, which is the Danish butter, all of that stuff would really take well to, I think, as long as you chop them up, you know what I mean? Give them, don't mm-hmm. like pulverize them, but if you give them like a quick whir in the in the blender or something and like that. And roll it okay. in there. And then, yeah. And then. My other thought was like a nut pesto situation. Oh, yeah, well, that yeah, there's good. I love that for sure. Okay. Every time. Okay. And then that and then way you have, have almost like. The, Back on to your hostess gift. I'm thinking I make enough, and then maybe my fancy butters are my hostess. I gift. love, and I was just thinking yeah. I would absolutely put a bow around a, a carry gold and just give that to a hostess, and that would be amazing. <laughs> I think because buy the fancy butter That's people. Actually, kind of I, a funny gift coming from I you. I kind of think that I gave you a butter ornament. You one did. Year. I think I'm doing it. All right. Okay, oh, Beth. Thank, thank you. you. Very much. I appreciate your help. See you later. All right. We have Janie on the line. Janie, are you there? I'm here. Okay, it, all it says in the comments is Taco Bell. So what's up? <laughs> well, there's about a 180 from all the fancy questions. Right, I guess. I guess. Um, okay, so Stephanie Hansen has gone on and on and on for years about how she loves Taco Bell. It's her secret. <laughs> yep. It's her guilty <laughs> pleasure. Yep. And I am 70 years old. I had never been to a Taco Bell. So we're in Northfield. I said, let's have lunch at Taco Bell. There it is. And I want to know, what the heck do you order? <laughs> Okay. I love this. This is the best call. <laughs> I get the nachos bel grande meal. So nachos del grande? Yeah, bel grande. Bel grande. So meal. it's a pile of nachos with that disgusting orange cheese with beans and sour cream. So I get that. And then I also get a chilito or a chili burrito. And this is a burrito that's rolled up with like the weird meat sauce and the beans. Yeah. And then sometimes if I'm feeling real hungry and extra fancy, I'll get something that's off menu called a double stuffed taco. That's an, a soft taco that's spread with beans. <laughs> and then they put a hard taco and they pull it up. So it's like the crunchy inside. And then the taco is inside there. But you have that layer of beans on the outside. Okay, well, I have to listen to the podcast to get all this. Stuff. Yeah, you're going to have to like rewind this because there's no way. But yeah. good luck. Seriously, Thank Janie, you. good luck. I'll go back. I'll go back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Janie. So funny. Uh, and I just, I think I should have a disclosure too. What? They have changed the meat at Taco Bell. Oh. Uh, my daughter thinks that How they use TV do you get this? like every four months, maybe. Oh, okay. It's not like you can tell by like last week. No. Okay. But I mean, I did sometimes when I go to fancy multi-course dinners, I yeah. have to eat fast food afterwards because you don't get enough food. I have had the opposite where I'm like, I can't finish these courses. Yeah. You know, but I do, but uh, I do like some meals when they're so small and you're like, oh, still hungry. 
I know. Okay. Do we have any more calls to hold over? Nope, we're good. We're we're good. good. All right, you guys, we'll be right back. We're going to have a second hour full of such good things. We're going to talk to Top 10 Liquors about the new store. We're going to talk about Instant Pot Thanksgiving. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. We are the Weekly Day.